0: Hi, I'm Shama. Hi, I'm Amrita. And we're back with the the Voice Voice It Out Out podcast. Podcast. Season one was all about what makes us the same and also what makes us different. Now we're including more
1: voices to gain new perspectives and opening up the conversation. So join us
0: and don't keep it in, Voice It It Out. Out! Hi, Maria. Hi, guys. Hi, Shama. How's it going? All good, all good. good. On a rainy summer's day in London. But I'm excited about today's episode. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm so excited. We have a fantastic guest with us. We're going to get stuck right in. Guys, I'm sure most of you um, are aware that um, me and Maria do like some music, we like dancing, you know, and someone. We're Bollywood heads. We are Bollywood heads, absolutely. Um, But Anytime we look and we search for anything in our algorithms, on Instagram especially, we people just come up. And today's guest, oh my God, you guys are going to be blown away with how much she's done and she's doing. Oh my God, it's incredible. Um, her name is Shivali Bama. She is a singer, a dancer, a motivational speaker. She was signed by Sony Music at the age of 22. Wow. Yep then right she's got two albums yes I've listened to them I she's have got, she, I have honestly, how amazing it, are these albums so amazing and it was just like um they will sell out apparently first for, yeah first so first you're talking album. about the two, devotional, two albums, devotional albums right and she's, she's got so. another one though but the devotional ones devotional ones and the, it's The Pudgeon Project and The Pudgeon Project 2 are the two yeah. albums um, and the other album is uh, Urban Temple um, Should we just say a quick hello to her before we begin <gasps> I have more I have so much more but yes let's say hi hi Shemali hello nice <laughs> yeah. to be here by the way all
2: three of them are devotional actually. oh there oh, you go fair enough. Yeah. I haven't heard Urban Temple I was, I yeah heard because the other two. Eros are having issues You're right. with Spotify so actually all your Bollywood shouldn't really be available on Spotify oh, did god. you see that they sort of disappeared yes. for a while oh my god yeah. yeah so that album is the only one that I did with Eros the other two were Sony Music Okay. Right? and that one's disappeared from Spotify but it's on Apple Play and iTunes oh, and everywhere else
0: Sony Music music, yeah. Eros, what, guys, yeah. guys, I'm just, I'm just gonna, like, hone into my futuristicness of, she, you, she might be, she might be playboxing for films, or, I don't know, I don't know,
1: but that's, <laughs> if she's, if she's to that, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> maybe
2: not, I want to be on the stage, oh, there you go, I, that's even better, on, no way,
0: maybe. yeah,
2: maybe. I, uh, I got called out in a newspaper for making that comment, where I said, oh, could, could, um, I'll never sing for Katrina Kemp or something like that. And I did not mean it the way that it came out. All I meant was that I'm a performer so I would like to not think, be behind the scenes. Oh, so absolutely. You.
0: Make yourself right there
1: in the front. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So I've got to ask you one thing because you're obviously your devotional albums that you have, are you religious yourself? Did you kind of think, I want to do a modern take on kind of the well-known devotional songs that are out there? Or was it something that maybe... Kind of came to you because you are religious.
2: So I would say it's a combination of the two. So obviously born and raised in the UK in London, um, you are a confluence of many different cultures, um, influences, upbringing. And so I had a very British upbringing and I listened to a lot of R and b, a lot of hip-hop, you know, um, acoustic guitar, Uh, played classical, Western classical uh, instruments. And so that was my influence musically um, and and Bollywood, of course. Of course. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, I was, I am deeply religious. However, I don't define religion perhaps in the conventional sense. I'm not ritualistic, but I am um, into Vedanta and sort of um, Eastern philosophy in terms
0: of a yogic perspective. Um, okay so yes so just- how, how did that just just interesting because it's like how did that journey how did that journey start for you because obviously you you have all those influences from being mm-hmm. in this country yeah how did how did the you know the devotional side the spiritual and devotional side and going into making that a part mm-hmm. of your sort of career now how did that journey start for you
2: well I think when I was growing up I always sang devotional music okay. mainly for fun. And I sang to myself. I did not have any plans to be a singer at all. Um, Either I was going to go into banking or I was going to go into the arts, but it was going to be on the acting, dancing, sort of dramatic theatre arts, you know, theatrical sort of side. And um, what happened was I was sitting with my Rocky brother, Arjun, who's who's a a very well-known singer. And we were maybe 15, 14, 15 years old. And... We were chilling on a Saturday. It was probably raining, as it is now. And I was making him miss cricket practice, which is what (laughs) he always complains about. And I played him the Hanuman Chalisa. And I said, hey, what do you think of this? And he said, well, not really interesting. Can't identify with it. You know, he's not religious. Um, And I said, "Okay, well, how do we make this something that you would listen to? regardless of what it means or whether you're affiliated with it or not and so we recreated it we recreated the Hanuman. so a lot of the songs you hear on my first album the pageant project they were made before the age of 18. not that version obviously when i got signed sony music was like you better redo this (laughs)
0: because
2: (laughs) this is not gonna fly but a lot of that was created on a really old um system sitting in a bedroom, those first drafts. And I did it because I wanted to see if I could make something that the younger generation or the British Asian generation who were not sitting in India um could identify and listen to something that, that was was you know sounded great to their ears. Yeah, absolutely. I can understand that because I feel like
1: In this day and age, religion for us is very different to what maybe our parents or grandparents generation kind of sees religion as. We kind of maybe see more as tradition than religion. And then we have, I think I have definitely a lot of questions about (laughs) certain religious things, (laughs) which I'm sure many people do. So I just wanted to say that, you know, like you signed by Sony India Mm -hmm. at the age of 22. Like, how did that happen? And and like, I feel like. For me, when I was 22, I felt like I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. And, but this is so amazing
2: that you were so young and you got signed, you know, for your music as well. I think it's God's grace, to be honest. I think I was very lucky. You know, life, life is persistence, discipline, talent, and then it's just a bit of magic, really. Right. And I think all of those things aligned for me. Um, a, I think... I came up with an idea that was truly unique. So when I pitched it to Sony Music and I had again I I just happened to be in Mumbai on holiday. In fact, I'd I was meant to be in going into trading. I'd left that. I decided to be a journalist. I was a financial journalist at the time and I was in, you know, interviewing with Bloomberg over there and it was completely random that I happened to get this meeting with Sony Music and I remember speaking to the head of Sony music for India at the time, who now who sits in New York. And I basically said to him, look, I've created something that does not exist. This is a completely new uh, product. It's, it's niche, it's r urban phajans, it's never been done before. But I think the stats were something like 80% of Indian listeners listen to religious music, Why are we not giving God something that sounds better than just always being... And and not that traditional Pajans don't sound great. They do, right? But why is it that you have an entire orchestra for Bollywood and you put so much effort into Bollywood music and what Pajans, it's just like a harmonium and a tabla and then that's it? Surely we can reproduce reproduce it um, to another level. And he said, do you have a demo? I said, absolutely. (laughs) I did not have one. (laughs) He goes right I lot love of that. a meeting tomorrow. I love that. And I went down and it's funny because um I was just with, with Arjun for dinner two days ago and I, I was we were reliving the story because he's like, How did I send those tracks to you? And I said, <laughs> Well, you send them one at a time and I had to burn it onto a CD. Oh my
0: god. Do oh. you remember those days? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and we didn't even have we didn't even have smartphones. I was like, Arjun, I went down to one of those booths. You know, where you have to make an international call and you dial it up. Oh, my God. And he's like, come on, you did not do that. I'm like, yes, I did. Like, this is how we were communicating at the time. And, um, you know, I I walked into that that meeting with this demo from songs we'd made when we were 15. And they said, this is very bad. Very, very bad. We're singing very bad. Oh, no. Production, very, very bad. I'm like... Yeah, but the idea I was gonna say the, the they idea. Get, so yeah, they got idea, the, idea. the idea. And they were like, We'll let you know in
0: a few weeks. I'm like, No, you've got three days. You have to let me know. Do days. you know what? I love that conf the fact that you were in your early twenties. That's what it is. Yeah. That confidence of like, no, you i don't care who you are, you are going on my time. You are gonna I listen love to me. It. It's just but I think in order like it kind of now makes it now now makes sense as to like just the way that you were so sure of yourself—I mean, it's incredible. I think it's so inspiring, and I wish more, I wish I was more like that and be like, you know, on, honestly, it's it, oh my god, I can't, I can't even imagine what that must have been like. Um, so I, think that, I, like, I, I you know I was just a cocky little kid. I mean, that was but it. it. Worked. I, I think
2: That was it. I just, it definitely worked. I was like, know, what, what have you got to lose, right, in life? It's true. And you have to try, and, yeah. you, and they you know, I have to give it to Sony Music because they're a wonderful label and they believed in me. Yeah. They they knew I had to retrain my voice. They knew I had to reproduce the entire album. But they believed in, they believed in my belief in my own self. Yeah. Right? And they saw it. They saw what I saw. And um and I walked out with a record deal for Pudgeons and I don't, yeah, no, nobody else had that, I don't think, ever. So it was definitely a first. Yeah, absolutely. But, oh, and yeah. how good, like,
1: you know, that kind of set you off, right, in a mm, way. It kind of, and that's a really good set off. Like, it's, yeah, a, it's, it, a,
2: it's it, a massive one. It's huge. Yeah, which My, has its pros and cons, if I'm honest, well, right? Launching that, at that level when you're that young, because yeah. honestly, then to maintain that level of achievement and success, I've constantly been chasing that high throughout my life yeah. and it's very, very difficult. So I was going to ask yeah. you that actually
1: because um, because you kind of promote consciousness kind of mm. within oneself mm. in your music. I was going to say at that age, was that strength of feeling there at that age or do you think it's grown in the years that you've grown older? Because I, it, personally for me, I feel like the older I get, the more confident I am because I'm just so comfortable being myself. Mm. You don't need to be someone else. You can be yourself. And I think in ge- this generation, especially people who have grown up with social media find that quite difficult. Mm. But how did you
2: find that? Because obviously you were in your early 20s. Mm. Yeah, I think confidence is something I think I've always had. I think it's just part of my personality, my DNA. I haven't always had great self-esteem. Oh.
0: So, and
2: I The two are very different, yeah. right? So I would say, yes, confidence to walk into a room, to claim something, to try something. I I, I have a fearless nature. Um, however, I have had to rebuild my self-esteem mm. because I haven't always had good, good um, boundaries. I haven't had um, decent levels of self-love. I've been very hard on myself. I've you know, had sort of I wouldn't call it an inferiority complex, but I've definitely put a lot of people on pedestals and put myself down. Mm-hmm. And so I think that what that's something I think age does. It yep. it yeah. it it basically closes that gap. And you have to put in the work to do it. Yeah. But you're closing that gap between just material confidence, superficial confidence, artificial you know, whatever words you want to use of that. So, sort of veneer is that the word or you know that that yeah. outward confidence yeah and close that gap with inner true inner self-belief and yeah. understanding it's true and that's what I've been doing over the years
0: I mean that's an amazing way to Absolutely. put it it's it's really like and I think that's that's something where even though your journey is very different I think a lot of people can relate to that completely Absolutely, because it kind of just makes me like you know what I'm what, what I'm thinking is you are sort of you know In theory, you went to India not knowing that this was going to happen, Mm -hmm. you know, took a chance and it worked out, but a lot of uh, influences are around other people. So, you know, it was like how, when this happened, how was that received by your friends or your family where, especially with family where they're like, but singing is not something, singing and dancing and doing that, because I know I got it a lot. Singing and dancing isn't a career. Singing and, Mm -hmm. you know, no, 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 you know. And also you had you were saying you had like jobs lined up like banking and stuff like that so how is how did you deal with all of that
2: yeah it's so um yeah i i had an economics and philosophy degree and you know the first place i stepped foot into was a goldman sachs trading floor and (laughs) amazing you know my my dad was kind of like when i told him i got signed he's like what (laughs) You're gonna do what? I'm like, I'm gonna sing virgins <laughs> <laughs> and release virgin albums, and I think he definitely was a little perplexed by my decision making. My mom's a little bit more like gone with the wind, like, "Woo, sure, <laughs> okay, do what you like." <laughs> she's she's, but she loves the arts. She okay. she put me yeah. into the arts, you know, at a very young age. Look, I think people had mixed views. But on the whole, everybody was elated around mm-hmm. me. That's, that's, I, people couldn't believe so it, great. right? They could not believe that a major label had signed me to do devotional music. <laughs> yeah. And and my school friends will tell you they couldn't believe it because they didn't even think I could sing. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> and I'll always quote my my, my friend Denise. She's a really close friend of mine from school, and she's like, but shit, singing is like your fourth talent <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even, even your best. best talent and even then we're not convinced you can sing so. so so what was your what to her what was your best talent I think she would probably say dance is okay. number one I'm trying to remember the order that she says <laughs> it, but I think dance is number one maybe um writing or public speaking was number two or acting like it would be one of those yeah and then it would be acting and then I think the fourth was singing
0: yeah I've just multi-talented, and now she's like great at all of them.
2: Ah, No, there's always someone. There's always someone better than you. Yeah,
0: there always is.
1: Right. Yeah, I like that you you say that because I feel like even in today's age, I don't think people kind of see that as real they just see themselves and they don't realize that someone might be younger just more yeah, talented god. or just have better luck but of it's course, always. you get what I mean
2: there is always right and like, I remember I was sitting in in Luxembourg with with my best friend of 28 years and she has you know three three kids now oh, wow. <laughs> and um, we were watching the Jlo documentary ah oh, yeah and she looks at me and she's like oh my god Shivs, you're exactly like Jlo. <laughs> J-Lo can sing, dance, act. Like you've got the same yeah. kind of thing, and I'm like, but I'm not. <laughs> like the reality Jared is, yeah. J-Lo is worth like x million with x million fans yeah. with this yeah. brand, and then there's Shivali, artist of the
0: Pudgeon Project. Like I was like, well, mean, there's this, still time. There's <laughs> Stop. No Stop. But do you know what? That does actually remind me. I can't remember which. I think it was. Okay, I think it was Joe Lyset. I saw a comedy show. I think it was Joe Lyset where he said his auntie must have said to him, you've got the same hours as Beyonce. And he's like, yeah, but I don't have the same resources. So it's different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's yeah, yeah. this whole concept of like, there's always someone better. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. there is. But I think it's what on the flip side, there's also understanding that there is still space for everyone. Yeah, And there is, everyone's going to be at different levels and everyone's going to do their have their own path. But, you know, Having being allowed to be in that space and creating that space for everyone else, you know, it's it becomes less about you know because I can I I mean I can imagine you know especially being at such a young age and 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 in an impressionable age where I wouldn't be surprised if your mind was like okay I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I've got to do this and if it doesn't work it's going to affect like I know for a fact that when I was twenty it was like if I had one tiny glitch in something that I was you know, veering towards, it would be like, oh, I'm not good enough for this and I have to just, you know. So like, when it came to things like, came to things like things that didn't go your way Mm -hmm. in the way that you wanted, Mm -hmm. how did you deal with it then and how are you dealing with that now and in in terms of the way you've learned to develop Mm. in your craft? Do you know what? I don't think,
2: in that respect, I don't think I've changed much because I always believed... It'll come.
0: Mm.
2: It might not come now. And it might not come in the way that I expected it. But I believe in this phrase that in life, you should leave room to be surprised. Mm. Just leave that room. And as long as you keep trying, something is going to hit. You know, I'm, I'm a bit like that gambler. who's just like, but I do it with life. I'm just <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to throw some hair. Okay, I'm going to throw that down. Okay, something eventually it's going to hit. Yeah. Right. But if you do it, and in, in it, not in that complete random way that that I've that I've illustrated, but if you do it with sort of um, discipline, and you're dedicated, and you genuine, you have genuine passion and love for the things that you're doing, and you're doing it with the right motivation. So not for fame, not. Not to make a quick buck, mm. not, oh God, I sound so American, quick <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not, yeah, quick dollar, um, not, not for any of those reasons, Yes, yeah. but you're doing it simply because you love to do it, right? I would sit in my bedroom in New York and I would just write a rap and, you know, just play around, or I entered a random competition and I couldn't find a play for this competition, so I decided to write one. And that ended up winning a couple of awards. Like I didn't I didn't think about it, right? I yeah. wasn't like, hey, I've gotta get this, hey, I've gotta win this, hey, I've gotta be recognized for that. No, I did it because I had fun doing it. I'm all about the process. And then the end results will speak for themselves. And if they don't, that's only because there's another door that's going to open for you. But the doors will open. You just have to trust in it, in the process. And you have to believe it. Mm, so absolutely. much of this is down to belief, and I know people might roll their eyes at that, but you know, at I was just at a business school, and they were teaching us that research shows that belief can influence outcome. It just can, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah.
1: This is so true. So, like, obviously, g- giving you a little bit of our history. So, we obviously were writing for a publication, a Bollywood kind of showbiz mm-hmm. publication. Mm-hmm. And we started this podcast and it's completely new to us. Like we've not explored this medium. Shama is a podcast listener. I'm not that much of a podcast listener either. So I've gone completely blind. (laughs) I've gone completely blind into this different kind of medium. And I literally put up a post actually only yesterday about how difficult I find it or have found it recently and how challenging it's been. To just keep going, as you say, mm-hmm. and just take that chance every day, or in every episode, yeah, or when absolutely. we're planning, or whatever it is, and not and not think about the outcome, because mm-hmm. obviously we we we've come from like a online publication mm-hmm. where you see the results straight away. Know, yeah. Right, yeah. But it's the same as social media, right? Oh, <laughs> social media <laughs> is like me it's just validation. Right it. It's it's true, but it's the validation that people need these days is so instant and I felt that and I thought to myself why am I why am I feeling like that? I've come from an age where the internet didn't even exist. Do you see what I mean? Mm, But how like in this day and age I feel like we're all like that, don't we we? feel like we've got instantly. But the thing is see And it's a really bad place to be I think with
0: with um, and is it's what with the podcast what it is is because obviously like with I before we started this I was kind of trying to research, okay, how are these podcasts doing it? Yeah. And I realised there's actually... We've come from media where there's generally a, this is how you do things. Whereas podcasting is completely different. There are people who haven't even got a social media page. There are people who've got... They, it's literally their podcast and all of a sudden they've got these listeners. Or, you know, like there's... And, and then there are others who are doing similar things to us where we're on social media and we're doing all these little things. And I was like, I can't seem to pinpoint one thing to be like, okay, this is what we do and this is how you do it, for, for, for especially for this. So it's one of those things where I think, as like, you know, from what you were saying, we've we really try to research and figure out how to do it. But it's just something where at the end of the day, we just enjoy doing it. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, it. we that's just, exactly it's it. just so much fun to do. Like, okay, it's hard work. And, you know, I remember messi- messaging Amrita about, I, I can't remember what, I think it was trying to figure out a post or something like that. And I was getting really stressed out. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, I've got to put this in, I ha- this has to be my priority. And I remember Amrita messaging you me back going, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. chill out. You know, the reason why we got into this was that we enjoy doing it. Yeah. Don't make it into like, you know, take a step back. And it Mm -hmm. was just, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh no, hold on. I did this because I wanted to get into something with my best friend Mm -hmm. and just do something for the enjoyment of doing it and get our voices out there. Precisely. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's the beauty of the conversation. Mm
1: -hmm. Even if we were just talking to each other in the first season, now we have guests. But I think, even in the industry. So I wanted to ask you actually about the music industry yeah. at that time. Mm. Like, like you said, like, if that was your fourth talent, just to quote your friend, if that was your fourth talent and no one sort of knew you as a build up of someone mm. who's musical or your name yeah. might have been out there as a yeah. performer or something, how different is that now?
2: Mm. Yeah, it it's a really, you know, firstly, it's a really saturated market now, right? Uh, there's not much space. Um, I mean, Yes, there's space in that everybody can become a star now. You have a YouTube person, someone's a star on TikTok, someone's a star on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But actually what you're seeing is that each person gets tiny, tiny amount of attention, right? Yeah. And so it's very, very hard to make a name for yourself. And um, and, it, and, it, and it's always been hard. The, the arts has always been extremely difficult. And there are so many talented um musicians and artists out there Mm. uh you know my my singing teacher she i have a singing teacher she is fabulous her voice is a hundred times better than mine she's a voice of an angel and um and i always think you know yes i'm a singer but actually i really just got very lucky Mm -hmm. with timing it's not because i'm insanely talented yes i've got a sweet voice that suits
0: budgets yeah absolutely um, you do that, that's what i got told right it wasn't so, so much that i sound like more than sweet honestly oh. just
2: but i so think it, so suits, it suits that
1: it suits that kind of yeah, song yeah. yeah, right?
2: i do right and um and at that point in time a it was a miracle if you got signed but then once you got signed you the pr was traditional pr The promoting was through, you know, newspapers, magazines, um, radio interviews, doing live performances, all traditional media, right? Mm. Instagram didn't even exist when my first album came out. And you had the joy of holding a physical CD. And I would go to stores, whether it was in South Africa or the UK or New York City or, you know, across India. I would see my poster out there, you know, in the Amazing. in the window. Cool. And I, I remember walking into a, um, a music shop and they had all my albums stacked. And I took one and I held it. And the man, and someone was taking a photo of me and the man goes, oh, ma'am, you're not allowed to do that. Like, this isn't really bad. <laughs> no, those that's are social media, you. right? It was random. Yeah, it was yes. like, why are you taking a picture? Yeah. Now yeah. it's like, why am I not taking a picture yeah. everywhere? It's anymore? true, that's so funny. Like, and I was like, oh he's like just buy the album it's a really good album thanks Put your face on it and I was like it's me but I I don't really look that similar (laughs) to to (laughs) to my album cover on on the first album so that was how it was and now when my my third album came out The Persian Project 2 yeah um which is confusing because it's called The Persian Project 2 but it's actually my third album but when that came out this year it was a strange feeling because no physical CD nothing no product me to hold and everything is just promoted via Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and it is it's it is really hard for an Mm -hmm. artist because you have worked so hard you've put your soul into this music and it's like promoted one day and then it's gone right and people are asking me hey when's your next album coming out I'm like Dude, Dude, live this album! Yes. Like live oh, an really? album. You were oh, asked that wow. when the album was coming out. No, it's coming now. People are asking oh. that, right? It came out in Feb. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, it just came out. Like, I remember when 8701 by Usher came out, <laughs> and I went to the album signing <laughs> yes. at HMV on Oxford oh Street. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, yeah. he said I was very cute. And <gasps> no um, way. Yes. And makes a good memories. Yeah, so good, good, good memories, right? So good. But I lived that album. Yeah. For
0: ages yes. it's true some albums are like right. that you're supposed to live albums you know I'm, yeah. actually, I'm actually reliving his confessions album I'm gonna be really ready. Yeah. a lot of people are reliving
2: confessions
0: it's, so you, it's after he did that like he did that live session uh, he did a live session yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. but it's true oh my god like I remember I, I think I still have my CD and it's something that is like if it was in like a vault it's like you've got that and it's that the actual physical product of this is what I've got and for you I'm like you know, it must be like where's your, it's the yeah. it's an achievement, but where is the, where, physical? the physical? Where is yeah. it? You know? exactly. exactly. But also,
1: someone gave me a CD once from a concert. It was a it was a producer or something of I don't know what it was. Okay. But anyway, he goes to me. Can I give you a CD? Do you have a CD? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I play CDs I in my CD. car. Yeah. My car is not very very new. Like it's yeah. new, but it's not that new. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, great! I'm going to give you a CD. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> great. But again, like now, that you're right. That definitely, yeah. you don't yeah. have that yeah. now because you just plug
2: yeah. something in. And also, like, I just don't believe, I mean, you should definitely stop me because I was speaking about this because I can go on and on. Yeah. But <laughs> I just do not believe in the way social media
0: is. No. I, think I, I,
2: I, I am so annoyed with having to post. Like, yeah. I just hate doing it. And I always have to do it a post will only do well if it's me. I'm not even that hot. I'm like,
0: who wants to see me all the time? I'm, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> when I was when when I was on your social media page, I was on there for, for a while. So <laughs> please, I, love I it. loved do it. You have a stalker. You e house. <laughs> you do. <laughs> do you know what? I love females because <laughs> Honestly, I just
2: don't want like all yeah. the creepy, yeah, men. The creepy, and, yeah, yeah. And, and that... like, oh sweet babies. Oh, oh god, god. I'm like, please stop. Like yeah. I, this is not. And and I just. And who wants to know about my life all the time? I mean, this is so boring. People should just be living their lives. I find it really weird that yeah. we have to do this and and i will get texts from my marketing team saying like oh, you're not posting enough and oh, you know you haven't put a picture up of yourself and i'm like i look the same every day but it
0: doesn't feel authentic as <laughs> well, it's, well just, it's, it's just like, like you, know, know, it's I'm just, not, you know i'm just not that girl you know and, there's nothing to say as no, well like yeah. what are you
2: gonna do Go post it for what
1: <laughs> exactly and, and
2: hi here's me today exactly but Be you good. know some people dress up yeah, Ju- I didn't realise this this is new information that I received two days ago, where people dress up, head to toe make up, like full, put a sari on, nowhere to go yeah. just, <laughs> just to the content. take the picture just the content. and yeah. then d- I, okay, I must be lazy, no. because that is not the kind of content creation no. I can do no. I, can't. I will write it's you a poem, cool. I'll write you a play, I'll write you a script, I will yeah. rap for you, I'll sing for you I, I cannot, I cannot do that I cannot it be is, yeah it is about at the moment you're right it is about anyone who's
0: a name or wants to be a name yeah. to just be present on social media it's just do you find that because you travel like you know you, you travel quite often mm. you travel a lot um, and I think this goes for anything that you do whether it's part being part of the music industry whether it's part of you know your motivational speaking or even like using social media and doing that how have you found that it's different from like everywhere else compared to like being here where you live for instance like, is there a difference in in the different industries, and like, yeah, what has been your main sort of like? Oh, you've thought, oh, hold on, that's different. That's something that I'm not used to.
2: I um, I don't know. I think I, I'm well. Maybe I'm slightly
0: confused by the by the question. In terms of industry, in, do you mean like? Okay, so in terms, okay, let's say the music industry, okay. for instance, like, you know, it's. Sony music in mm-hmm. India, but you live here
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you I'm sure that there's there's been times where you've gone over there and you know have you have you found that the industry there is sort oh of yeah different like yeah how, how have you dealt with that?
2: Yeah, I think I felt it more when I was younger because I had to okay. live in Mumbai when my first yes, album was right. coming out, and I realized i'm 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 sort of an inch away from calling myself English at this point right. Because there's being British, and yes, I'm British, but I'm also so English in some ways. Mm. And Do you mean culturally? Yes. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Obviously, not like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know>. okay.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, because yeah. I, I feel like it's quite difficult. Like we were saying, yeah. The, to balance the British Asian sometimes of us, mm. the British side and the Asian side. So do you mean that you just felt more British when you were in yeah. Mumbai?
2: Yeah, and, and I as I said it wasn't even British. It was like there was something very Englishy about yeah. me. okay. Right? like I yeah. I'm I like English food. Yeah. I like my jacket
0: potatoes, yeah. and beans, which I keep going on and on about in every interview. <laughs> oh um, my god, you can come to my house any time, that's one of my favourite dinners. Oh, <laughs> um, thank you. Um and I really feel like one.
2: <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, I told you I grew up in Chelsea and yes. it's, it's going to Mumbai was such a culture shock. Mm. Not because I didn't enjoy it yeah. and I couldn't live there. I can, mm. but it was like the industry is really slow. Everything takes time. Um, it. the monsoon really gets in the way of things (laughs) at times. Did you have anyone with you while you were there at that time? Um, I mean, my dad's family lived there, uh, but I wasn't living... At first, I was living with them. Okay. But it was too far a commute to where the label was. So then I moved um, to Bandra side. Okay. And so I had had roommates, two female roommates. They were brilliant. They were lovely. I mean, I had a lot of fun. Okay. But it's just, I realized that I was born in the UK. And that has, that does mean something. Mm. It means you're used to a certain style of behaviour. You're used to a certain kind of schooling. You're used to doing business a certain way. You're used to um, just interacting on a daily basis in a certain way. It, it's different. That's fair I enough. I, I kind of understand where you're coming
1: from. But when you returned back, yeah. did you find that weird? Because you'd lived oh, yeah. in a different country that obviously like you said because you felt i wouldn't say i don't know whether you would describe it as feeling a little bit out of place because you were used to that british mentality or the english mentality but when you came back did you have more of a realization then that oh my god home kind of thing
2: yeah absolutely (laughs) i i after about a year and a half in mumbai i couldn't do it i couldn't do it i would have had to change so much and i love india like i you know i'm Yeah, if it comes to a cricket match, Absolutely. India <laughs> yeah. versus England. Why not? I'm only going one way. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> all the way, right? So this is nothing against that, against India. But it was, when I looked at the kind of person I would suit in life, if I'm in a relationship or I was dating,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it wasn't going to be someone from there. It, the culture was so different in terms of expectations and the way we did things. Um, you know, secondly, yeah, things like food and where you want, eventually where you might want your kids to go to school or how you might want to bring them up. Things like that. It, it is different. We are a mix. Mm. We are not just, we are not Indian. We not are. Good. Like, you can't say that. Yes, ethnically we are. Our origins are Indian. But when you're born here, you have to embrace what you are and then i lived in new york for 6 years and i absolutely and i you know i have a green card I belong to america technically you know every time i land in the us now they're like welcome home <laughs> i'm like thanks <laughs> how does that feel <laughs> it's really do you know what it's really funny okay because it's just it makes me laugh every time but I think it's so cute, Yeah. because only Americans do stuff like yeah. that, right? only yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. in the UK, when I landed in <laughs> ether, be we like, like, welcome, welcome home. home. Absolutely. Like, they're probably like, oh, ice raiding, I hate this. Yeah, so <laughs> they're just <laughs> like, here you go, go. Well, first go. of all, it's automated for us. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Right. We don't even we have, have to. You don't even have to. You, you don't, don't have anyone. Yeah, it's um, I think it's really cute. But I realised that living in America, although I could easily live there. Okay. I could spend my life there. And I keep you know, for a while I like, I was supposed to move back to New York, I haven't moved back yet. Um and it's a difficult decision because their culture is similar to ours. Mm. But you realise again that you're British, you're British. You're British, you're British, yeah. Like your our jokes are <laughs> amazing. <laughs> well, sense of humor. I love it. I love it. We're so self deprecating. Yeah. We're just, you know, we're just I don't know. We're so miserable. <laughs> I was just about to say, the misery The misery. But we like
0: British, it. We really I feel like the weather we rubs
2: off on us. <laughs> yeah. And we're so real. I find yeah. our, I find us culturally so real mm. and grounded, kind of salt of the earth. I mean, I might be exaggerating here. Someone might be wrong I'm going there. to disagree. <laughs>
0: no. Definitely not disagreeing. With Absolutely, not. Absolutely not. Absolutely um, Absolutely not. But like so, you've. I mean, you know, like you said, you're a singer, you're a dancer. You're also like a motivational speaker, and you've done. God, so much I was reading your bio, and it's just like you know, you had a chat, you spoke at the um, Harvard Business School. there. <laughs> well, still, it was still something yeah. that was incredible. Yeah. Um, you, I think, you host. Did you host? You're part of hosting the Indian Film Festival in New York. Uh, yeah, um, just,
2: I was I was hired as the host. Yeah, it's
0: just how I mean how how did all of that come about from going from being within like in the music industry to all of a sudden having this stage where I mean I can completely completely understand why like from, absolutely like from our conversation yeah, that we're just true. literally having I'm just like I just want to listen to you all day. <laughs> um, but like, how did that all come about for you?
2: So, funnily enough, the public speaking came about. <laughs> the same time, actually, as singing. Oh, okay. Because I used to do public speaking competitions at school um, oh. as part of the Corporation of London. They, I don't know, they run something. And um, I still remember my headmistress. I think she might have been mortified. <laughs> I'd reached the final of some competition and you had to open a piece of paper and you didn't know what it was going to say. It was just going to be a topic. And then you had to... It sounds said. like a Bollywood skirt. Sounds like and, kuch, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And it was um Flattery will get you anywhere. And right. I was like, absolutely.
0: Oh, flattery will get you anywhere. <laughs>
2: everywhere, everywhere. And I think my headmistress was like, oh and like just tell them they're hot. and I, I don't know what I was going on about. Um but I started public speaking from a young age and I really enjoyed it and so when my album came out I actually was simultaneously doing public speaking it just didn't become such a big thing until maybe my mid-twenties because it you mature you have to mature into your voice yeah um, even though I feel like I've been extremely immature in this podcast but no, I am more mature when I, <laughs> when I when I am I'm, I'm mo- motivational speaking also motivate I hate I not that I hate that term but I feel like when you say that you're a motivational speaker, it almost sounds like you've figured things out and so you're now preaching and
0: I don't believe in that. So how would you like that term to be? What would you like to be described as when you were talking about your public speaking?
2: I I haven't thought of the right phrase as yet. Um, I think I'm a devotional speaker. Devotional speaker. I'm the devotional voice. Blimey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, because to be honest, like everything that underpins what I believe in is love. That that's my main thing, and love for yourself, um, as as love for others, and then love for the love for just consciousness and how and how beautiful um, and chaotic this world is. And I think when I am speaking. All I'm doing is sharing my perspective and a perspective that comes from someone who has seen both the good and the bad and who's made a lot of mistakes. And I am humbled by life. And so when I speak to others, I'm not telling anybody that they should do things the way I do them. I'm merely saying, this is what I've learned and this is where I've gone wrong. So try and not go wrong the same way I have. But also figure out what's important for yourself. Figure out what you believe in. Figure out where your principles, your values lie. And find your own voice. Mm. And if you can do that, you're miles ahead of anyone. And that's something I'm trying to do every day. This is a work in progress. And I believe the people who speak are the people who need to learn the most. I genuinely feel that way. Um I think it's very easy to preach. it's very difficult to live um and often those who are most successful oh who are most successful what can you say that is that English um, who <laughs> yeah. are successfully living actually don't
0: need to say much at all.
2: God, I could actually
0: listen to you all day. Like, Literally, <laughs> as you've just been talking, both me and Rita have been like nodding at her. Absolutely, that it's makes true. so good But
1: I sense. think my nods were because you've actually said a lot of what we spoke about in the first season, yeah. actually. Yeah. And so I just wanted to ask you, so we've spoken about stuff like, does being a strong woman go against you? Or is can it be seen as a weakness? Or... Do British Asian women, why do British Asian women, I'm not going to say do they, but why do they find it difficult putting themselves first? Mm -hmm. So in a little while ago, you spoke about boundaries and stuff like that. So for you, as a British Asian woman, and being a devotional speaker or a devotional voice, or even just being confident in your own self at any given point of time, even if your self-esteem has been low, has being British Asian propelled that feeling or do you think it's kind of sometimes you've kind of been stuck in the box of what we call as British Asian that we, you know, we we instinctively, maybe because of our mothers or other people in our lives have struggled with it. Do you struggle with putting yourself first, for example? Or do you struggle with the reactions you get when you are a strong voice in any environment? Mm -hmm.
2: Well, my mother would say no, because think she thinks I'm very selfish. <laughs> so,
0: my mom's like, it's
2: always about me, 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 me. Isn't it funny how parents just love to
0: interpret what you're actually doing? No. <laughs> uh,
2: but I think it's an interesting question. I think the the place that it has caused conflict mm. has likely been my personal life. Okay. Because... I'm an oxymoron in in many in many ways, right? That uh, y- you can't you can't really define me or put me in a box. Mm. And everyone we come from a culture where everyone has is always trying to put us in a box. They are always trying to write a definition yeah. next to us that they can keep that doesn't change and that stays, right? And the problem with me, or I don't know if it's not problem per se, but the issue is that I'm a Pudgeon singer. I'm religious. And so it's like, okay, so she's a nice, good, Gujarati girl. Okay, hold on. She's outspoken. She's outlandish with her views. She is really... Um, um you know she's career driven she's ambitious she doesn't hold back um she's not going to be a dainty housewife or a dance in distress distress. (laughs) how does that fit in with the religious bhajan singing vegetarian quite morally astute woman that yeah. I, am, I right? think yeah but it's it, true it's, people do see yeah, that as a conflict. Absolutely yeah. it's hard. Yeah.
0: And and the, and the way that you're being spoken about is you know say, saying that being career driven is a bad thing. Saying that you're outspoken instead of no you stand up for your, what you believe in and you stand up for your morals and you stick by them. Mm. Um yeah oh my god yeah absolutely it's and, so
2: I, true. and yeah. I get it from all angles right so I've had people say to me when they say they've set me up with someone Right. They said to me, can you be less? Like, this, so, this, yeah. so, he, <laughs> what? so he doesn't get scared or intimidated. Oh, come on. Be, be, because because you've you achieved TV. too much. Oh like you've done too much. Oh you've gone to too many, you know, oh. don't mention Harvard or don't mention that you do this or that. S- and I'm like, OK, well, what do you want me to do? Just just, you know, just be a little less. It's impossible. No, but it's
1: impossible because Come if you on. are going to spend your life with someone, you're not going to be less for the rest of your life. Why do you have to be sorry.
0: in that point? That's so is, Has someone said that to him? Would it, would, if, if, if let's say the tables were turned? Of course not. Exactly. Course not, He's right? probably oh, to
1: be as, mo- like, mo- yeah. like, you know, like, like oh oh most my God that you can be.
0: I have <laughs> a banker curl. <account>. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly, right? And then, but then I also, what's funny is I also get the the so Indian men are quite interesting right because mm-hmm. they they want they want someone who's well educated we can't be too smart they want someone who's hot but they can't take attention away from, from them, them yeah right and it's like are they, are they, honestly they've been given too much ghee in their at least. <laughs> Love, it's love like love. they have all these parameters. And and so a lot of people would be attracted to me, but then they don't want someone who's famous or they don't want someone who's all over Google or, you know, they like the idea of it, but they don't want the reality yeah. of it. Or they assume that I am a certain way. So they're going to be like, well, she's not going to be the person who's going to cook or she's not going to do or she's not going to have time for the kids, or she's not going to do that. And ironic, the irony is, is that I'm actually pretty traditional. Yeah. I am actually someone who will make sure there's food on the table. And I am actually someone who will, you know, take a back seat to yeah. bring up my kids because I want to be there for them. But but I think they won't comes,
0: see it comes, that about it me. Comes no. It comes from, I yeah. think, I think it's also, and I'm not saying that all... I'm Please, I'm not saying all men are like this and all good driving boys are like this. I'm not saying that, but I feel all like good driving boys. Are good dr- <laughs> Stop she might even, say she it, might, might even say it. I'm <laughs> joking. I'm joking. Oh my god! Um, but so like- you might see my Instagram followers; they're gonna like literally drop to zero. Absolutely not. But um, I think it also comes from a place of like they want, as long as it serves them, it comes from that place of okay, this doesn't serve me, because I've had, and I've spoken about this on the podcast, I've had like, you know, to, to put it lightly, I've had plenty of friends who are guys, who are wonderful, wonderful friends, as friends, they're just absolutely wonderful, but when it comes to being in relationships, especially in the, when they when we were in our 20s and stuff like that, there would just be these awful, awful people, and I'm like, why are you being like this, you know, like, you know, it would be really, for silly really silly reasons, like and it would all come down to the fact that she's not serving me in a way that I expect her to serve me. Mm. And it's like, well, that's not what she's there for. Exactly. Is, what are you doing to serve What her? you do exactly, what are you no doing to serve her? her? What yeah. are you gonna, you know. But it's because we are taught as as girls, as women, we're taught yeah everything you do is for for your, when you get married, since a very young age. Right. If you don't know how right. to cook, how you, how, what is your, what yeah, are your yeah. in laws going to say? What are you going to do exactly. for your Exactly. In our
2: generation, especially,
0: we're stuck. Yeah.
2: Right. Because we belong to the new generation where we're all well, very well educated yeah. and we, we're career women and we're driven and we, we can pay our own bills. But we also belong to that other generation, the last of that other generation where you did have that pressure that, mm. You are not someone unless you are settled down. You are looked You are frowned upon. You are treated differently. You're not invited to certain things. Every woman thinks you're going to steal their husband. Like you're just <laughs> yeah, you're, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. really just. I, I honestly like half the women that like half like the men that have to like block me on LinkedIn and all this kind of. You know, just because like, and I'm like, I'm not like you what interested. Well, so it, you're you're just, just being friendly, like, yeah. Them, yeah. Like it's the. I think there are several issues, right, in our society. A, women need to back each other far more. Like, we need to cut the jealousy, the insecurity, you know, the backstabbing. Like, we, when we say we support one another, it can't be just from going on marches and putting a women empowerment post that basically features yourself (laughs) and your face. And it has to be genuine support behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, be nice be kind to one another because you know men have this bro code between them and it works really really yeah, well it does yeah. and if women can do that for each other absolutely. then men will do it towards yeah. women but if women cannot even treat each other with the respect and love and kindness that they deserve oh, why should men absolutely. why would men do yeah. it right they're not even seeing that that friendship between 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 women right absolutely so like i think that that plays into it and um i had a really another great point i forgot what it was i went off <laughs> on this, no, but, it's from this, this but, you're, but
0: you're absolutely right is that the the fact that like i think it's also we're also in in terms of because of the way that our lives have always kind of been about especially with british asian girls british asian women it's always been about, since we were little, getting married and serving someone else who, you know, some other magnificent person who really, I mean, they're just humans as well, the family that you get married <laughs> into. This whole thing about that is, it's almost as though other women are like, your competition. Mm. And it's never seen as sort of like, no, we can, we, you know, it almost like pitted against each other. Mm. And it's like, well, no it's, you're not pitted against each other. You can, you can, you know, you can go for careers and you can do things and have space that, like I said before, like being able to be in the same space Mm. and being able to support each other in that way. And it's true, like, you know, when women come together, there's so much more progress rather than, you know, like what, what, if there isn't a completely if you just don't like someone because they've got something that you want, it's, it should you 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 know the best way to put it is instead of seeing them as competition or seeing someone who you need who you need to be envious of, see them as inspiration. See them as, okay, what did they do and how can I learn from that? I think it's
1: and I don't I don't want to sort of rely on this too much because the way you've been brought up, you can in a way you can choose what you feel you want to be influenced yeah, by. Yeah. But absolutely. I feel like sometimes in the British Asian culture we are aligned to think that that person is better or that person... Mm. It's, it's the comparison of it. Oh, we do yeah. that on social media, like we said as yeah. well. Yeah. We just compare ourselves. And it's a natural thing to compare yourself yeah. to someone. Yeah. But as you say, if you are allies... Yeah, mm. the comparison in a way mm. you can compare, like like you said, you can compare. Mm. But if I wanted to be like you, mm. I should be able to work on myself mm. to get to that stage. Yeah. I don't think we're there, absolutely no. not.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're there. Also, I don't look. You're never going to be like anyone else. There's just no point. No, no. just the waste of yourself. Be is. the best version of yourself. Absolutely. Compare yourself exactly. to yourself and compete with yourself. And if you are experiencing envy or jealousy by looking at someone remove them don't look at them because you're not giving them great energy and when you're not giving someone positive energy uh or you're giving them like bad vibes those those boomerang back to you yeah absolutely right you yeah. so you don't you don't want to do that and i think the other point i was going to say was i know we've spoken about okay we're brought up in this culture but we feel we have to serve you know uh, yeah. someone and, and blah, blah blah but actually service in itself is a beautiful thing yeah. it's something that our culture has that i i love i love the idea that a relationship is based on you serving each other yeah right the point is is that it's supposed to be each other mm. and so and i think that message has been lost yeah right through hundreds and hundreds of years and you can go back to prior british invasion invasion in india you go to the mughal era and And you look at the influences of, of, you know, um, the Mughals on on Indian culture, and we we moved away from what was a um, a matriarchal society where everything revolved around the mother goddess and you know Mataji and things like that, into what was a very male dominated and driven um, world, and sort of you know women 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 were were put down over over hundreds and hundreds Mm -hmm. of years. But actually that act of service and love and giving is, is beautiful because now, what we're, now what's happening is we're slipping into a society where social media obviously illustrates that everything is about me and how I look. Yeah. Um, and also everything is also about like, well, you know, what am I doing for me and how am I... You know, promoting myself and what am I giving to myself? So and what yeah, do they bring for me? And it's like, no, like give. Yeah. Give. The more you give, the more powerful you feel. So when you meet someone, do think about yeah. what can I give to them? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm whole yeah. and I'm full within myself. I don't need anything from mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah. Right? So I feel like we need some of that.
0: It's a give and take, attitude. isn't it? As well. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously you do care for yourself, but it's also. It is nice to care for other people as well. Yeah, absolutely, having, having that, so, and also those people will care for you too. So right. it's not just down to you doing everything for yourself. No. Um, absolutely, so we've got about. an end
1: segment. Yes. Yes. It's like a this or that. Yeah,
2: this or that. This just to
1: round it off in a nice... How do
2: we play this? How's this or that? So we all have, (laughs) we have have like, we have a
1: few uh, this or that questions which we've prepared. Okay. And if you could just choose and you you can give your justification if you like for the choice you're making. Okay. And that's basically that's it. basically And it. just to get, you know, get to know maybe a slightly different side of it. you. Yeah. Okay. It's very light-hearted, don't worry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm an open <laughs> book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Go. So, I'll start. Go for it. Okay, cool. So, I don't know whether you'll be able to make a choice between this one, but London or New York? <gasps>
0: <laughs> <laughs> London. Yay! Yes. <laughs> right. Good. Going out or staying in? <laughs> is it a weekday or the weekend? <laughs> <I> <laughs> whatever love, you want I love it that to be. <laughs> okay, we okay, going out uh, weekend okay, weekend. Going out. Weekday. Staying out. Excellent. I love that. <laughs> um so
1: this one again, I don't know if you'll be able to choose, but I'm um, I think for me this question is more about the journey that you took on them. So, pigeon project 1, the first one or the second one? As in the latest one? Yeah. As in your personal journey when you were t- when you were recording or whatever it is. Pigeon
2: project 1.
1: So that's, oh, that's nice I think the first one's a always special, special it's like your
0: first child <laughs> no <Nobody> one <laughs> else cares about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm an only child so I can say this <laughs> oh, I've five you. to you oh, I've got two children. Children here. middle child here I mean <laughs> uh, I, I beat mean, I beat the, my own drum so it's alright I don't know what to say <laughs> <laughs> um, okay books or like film and TV books excellent love it oh Every wow day. that was
2: so easy
1: Every day. Yes. yeah that was the easiest <laughs> okay the final one is do you prefer upbeat music or soothing
2: music oh you can't ask a musician
1: that because <laughs> yeah. your personal preference not what you perform but what you listen to
2: yeah but it depends right <laughs> yeah it does I, oh that's really hard i mean we'll go with upbeat
0: Okay, sure. we'll go with upbeat. Amazing. All right, I've got one more.
2: Yeah,
0: city breaks or beach holidays.
2: God, these are really
0: hard. <laughs> we beach. love keep. We love, beach beach. Beach. love, beach. Yeah, love, love the beach. Love it. Love it. we that. live in city, right? We do. Exactly. It's true. We can. We can enjoy uh, city anytime. Anytime. But yeah, speech all day is always something special. Oh, awesome.
1: thank well, you
2: so much Shivali, so much. Yeah, so I've got so for you guys. Okay. So, uh, are you going to throw one back? <laughs> <us>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, it. I, I, like, yeah I love it. So, um podcast production okay. Or publication, mm, is right. um, um, It's actually both of us. Yeah, it's
0: both of us. I don't know. You can go first. <laughs> Oh, this is hard. Okay, I'll
2: go first.
1: I think for me, even though everyone sort of, you know, like, is misses my reviews or whatever it is, I think podcast, because I like speaking, mm. and I've not done a lot of
0: radio. Okay. But I think I'd choose a podcast. I think I'd go for podcast too. Yeah. For those people who know me, I know, I, they, they know I love to chat, so this is, <laughs> this is, per- this is perfect. Okay. Uh, and also I feel like we, I have, because this is ours, Yeah, it's more sort of, it belongs to us. Okay. Than, yeah. I two more. So, Okay. Indian clothes or Ooh. Western clothes? Oh God! Indian. Yes. Yeah, I think I, I, just, to, yeah. I think I'd have to go for Indian. I enjoy too. dressing yes, it. In we Indian. need to start wearing that. Can I we bring I... it back? Can we wear it like 10-year-oldies cholis every day? So, <laughs> so, I street. don't it you know, know what it's supposed doing. That. But I okay. Love that. But I love the but, image yeah. in my head of that can you imagine going to work in like, oh, you oh, know, a little sari? Oh Although I have, I have actually, when one of my previous jobs, I went like, it was Diwali on the day and I couldn't get the day off. So I was like, all right, fine. So I just, I wore like a pajabi suit and I was just I like, did that oh, once in and... one of my jobs actually. Yeah, yeah. It was but you know, yeah I think, I think Indian absolutely. I feel like, I think I actually feel my best when I'm in India. Yeah. Me too. Same. Same. Me too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel my best when I'm, I feel I'm my nicest <laughs> when I'm wearing Indian clothes. I mean. I love that. It's, I think it's, it's true. It must be because we're like. You know, where a sorry something you pay well. Yeah, world yeah. maybe something. it could be. Yeah, the traditional yeah. way. suddenly Absolutely. I become like I'm all about Siva. I'm all about. I'll bring you the tray. <laughs> <laughs> it's like maybe it's Bollywood as well. Maybe it's Bollywood. Okay, last one, on. last one. Nando's or Pizza Express. <gasps> you know
0: what? <gasps> I'll let you go first sorry, I'm on this one. First, twice now. <laughs> okay, I will go for. All right, I will go for Pizza Express. Why? Because they do a banging chocolate fudge cake. <gasps>
2: I just had it two days ago. Me and Origin were just having the chocolate It's <gasps> okay. This is not funny.
1: Um, I think I'd probably choose Nando's, but I am a veggie. Ooh, I'm veggie too. But I think oh, okay. I'd probably choose Nando's over pizza. Mm. Uh, so also Pizza Express do like really good gluten free pizzas. Pizza Express pizzas, I think, are the best. Yeah. They're so good. But I'd still choose Nando's. <laughs> um, okay. Before you
0: go. Well done, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> before you go, is there anything you would like to plug or, or share? Or share yeah. yeah. Oh, I have a book
2: that you can sign up for on my website it's not I haven't finished writing it yet it's called Pocket Philosophy so you can sign up for that and that sounds so that's, good that's it listen to The Version Project too. And listen, listen to, to the, it listen yeah, to please everyone. Please listen everyone please everyone give it to your mums dads your partners everyone everyone, everyone. In-laws will love it. <laughs> Get into their good
0: books. Excellent. Thank you so absolutely. much for coming on today. We have had so yeah, much fun. it so lovely <laughs> to, to, to you. This has been so nice. Mm. Um, and you've given our listeners so much to think about. And you've given us so much to think so about, much, about, actually. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm
2: going to go oh, look cool. for a Jack
0: potato now. Excellent. Oh, that's, that's true, fun. actually. Oh, now I've got a Jack potato. Like <laughs> um, and thank you guys all for listening and watching. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram you can email us can email there's email us an email also. address
1: via our Instagram and we also want to say thank you to DJ Shy Guy who did our jingle, did our jingle. and we will catch you next time but, but remember oh, oh yeah we don't want to keep it in
0: we want to voice, voice it, it out bye bye